relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. This episode of the America First podcast with me, Sebastian Gorka, is brought to you by Franklin Armory. Shop freedom, quality, and innovation at franklinarmory.com. Franklin Armory, we are facilitators of freedom. America First. All right, this is a very, very special one-on-one welcome. I'm going to try and condense a lot of information into the next hour. This is a man who just goes on, you know, random Twitter space teleconferences for seven hours at a time. He's got the receipts of what's really happening in the world of social media and Internet censorship. We are delighted to have with us Mike Benz. Mike, welcome to America First. Thanks for having me, Sebastian. So, Mike, uh, we were on a Twitter Spaces last night. I was feverishly making notes for the things you said. Uh, You've done multiple longer discussions online. You're the director of something called the Foundation for Freedom Online. We'll we'll discuss what that mission is in a moment. It's foundationforfreedomonline.com. But first... um, Let's talk about your background. Why, why are you involved with the question of the Twitter files, Internet uh, censorship, the exploitation of social media? What did you do as a government employee? Sure. So uh, in 2020, I served as the Deputy Assistant Secretary for International Communications and Information Technology, which is a long way of saying that I ran the State Department's cyber portfolio, our, our big tech foreign diplomacy on the policy side and the negotiation side. And in the context of of working on big tech issues from the diplomatic perspective, um, I saw this this occurred really during the moments when the Internet changed forever with the deplatforming of a sitting president, with this dramatic escalation of censorship. And I watched as the relationship between the federal government and private sector stakeholders um, had a had a sort of one-two punch against the freedoms of the American people. And there really is no lobby for the American people. Yet I was fielding calls from Google lobbyists for how the federal government could help them overseas while uh, while Google was, in turn, censoring half of the U.S. population. So this is a relationship that, that uh, the only loser here are, are people without representation. So when I went uh, left left government, um, I considered my mission to try to do what I could to help the, uh, the civilian side of that. How did you end up as Mr. Cyber for the State Department? What had you done prior, prior to that? Sure. So I also worked at, at, the, uh, at the White House. I was a White House speechwriter uh, and especially focused on tech issues. Um, I come from a background of, of tech law. Um, uh, my family was also involved in Internet uh, uh, in internet businesses. And so the the business, both on the legal and practical side of the internet, has sort of been my career my whole life. Uh, when I went to the White House, I helped as a sort of, uh, um, yeah, th- that was sort of my portfolio as well. 
Uh, and then uh, it was a natural move there to the State Department to actually help craft and negotiate American policy on it. All right. Well, well you have some incredible um, documentation. You, you've witnessed how the Internet has been. We, our good friend John Solomon, who's the, the founder of JustinNews.com, he um, he said something on this show about six months ago that was shocking for a man who's such a straight shooter, such a uh, you know, and a man who who never uses hyperbole or exaggeration. He said, "If you want to understand Russia collusion, if you want to understand what's happening right now in social media, the U.S. government developed during the Cold War means by which to supply." and seed disinformation outside of America to undermine our enemies, to undermine the Soviet Union, the Warsaw Pact, and others. It even started, of course, in World War II with you know, propaganda against the Nazis. And what we've seen in the recent years here in America is the rotation of those capabilities and, and the targeting of U.S. citizens by the U.S. government using the same disinformation tools. So... Um, I'll just start with one thing that that was glaring for me in in the discussion that you uh, hosted yesterday. You said you cannot understand the Twitter files, the 2020 election, uh, Russiagate, and so forth, unless you understand the foreign policy establishment of Washington, D.C., and its self proclaimed war against populism, populism abroad and populism at home. Would you expand upon that, please, Mike Benz? Sure. And so there's a saying that I like to say from my time at the State Department, which is that there's no such thing as domestic policy, because every country's domestic policy is another country's foreign policy seeking to influence the domestic policy. Uh, and, all, and then the second part of that is that uh, because foreign policy interests tend to outnumber and outresource domestic policy coalitions, uh, it's usually the foreign policy establishment or foreign policy interests that tend to dominate even on domestic issues. Uh, and, and I ran into this in the State Department when you had things like internet governance. The domestic policies that other countries set about their rules of the road for the internet impact American interests, American corporations, and American citizens' ability to transverse in in uh, information technology issues and so let, let, let me be explicit uh, let me be explicit here because of the modern global uh, geopolitical situation uh, economic globalization and and the the ubiquity of the internet what you're positing is that you know the old westphalian construct where matters can be encapsulated within borders that when the internet crosses across borders these things this separation between domestic and international is non-functional right and that's also because obviously at the economic level the more uh, open a, a society is apart from us the more we can trade but also the more we can project soft power influence and this is what Many people are discovering for the first time right now with the Twitter files, but anyone who's been in this space professionally or for any length of time, uh, just chronicling it, you know, has seen this develop. This existed long before the 2020 election. But the social media companies are instruments of statecraft for the United States government. Google, Facebook, and Twitter—they are soft power projection mechanisms in order to project influence uh, at the economic at the diplomatic, at the cultural, and, and at the media, and at the political level. And I'm, I don't say that judgmentally. It simply is what it is. In some respects, it's, it's, uh, it's inevitable. 
Um, but when the, the social contract we've always had about this is that that's okay, perhaps, to do abroad. But these, these influence mechanisms are never supposed to be wielded by the state against American people. It's sort of like the relationship that uh, Americans had with the national security state from 1947 until 2017. We have these Department of Dirty Tricks that can be applied abroad in order to protect national security or advance national interest, but it's never supposed to come home. And after the 2016 election, many factions in the U.S. national security state teamed up with political operatives on, frankly, both sides of the aisle. Uh, they reneged on that social contract and they said, we have these weapons and we apply them abroad. If we simply call the present uh, uh, sitting president a threat to democracy or a dictator, we can apply the same Department of Dirty Tricks toolkit that the foreign policy establishment uses abroad, and they brought it home. So to be really clear here, the foreign policy establishment developed in the 1990s these modern tools for influencing politics abroad that transmogrified into the internet age, used in the color revolutions to change regimes, and the targeting of what they deemed to be authoritarians abroad, be they in Ukraine or elsewhere, those were re-aimed against Donald Trump because he was seen to be a populist like them and therefore deemed to be a threat to the foreign policy elite? That's Yeah, I think that's a pretty good summary. So you had this mobilization of American media in the rob to World War II and a, and a sort of ideological battle against fascism. And then for the entire stretch of the 20th century, you had this... this uh, an escalation of those same whole of society assets instrumentalized by the national security state to take on communism. And then you had the emergence of populism in, in 2016. And you had this foreign policy establishment, which said, you know, these tools worked so well to win ideological and political warfare uh, against communism. Let's repurpose and use that against populism. And you started to see one by one, all of the major foreign policy establishment organs begin to talk about populism the way that uh, communism was discussed in the Cold War, and frankly, how terrorism was discussed uh, at, at the dawn of the global war on terror as a means of essentially reasserting control over the domestic drivers of foreign policy. Absolutely shocking. It all starts to click right now. We've only just begun. We are talking to the executive director of the Foundation for Freedom Online. That's foundationforfreedomonline.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Mike Benz, B-E-N-Z, Mike Benz Cyber. This is America First one-on-one. -on -one. Do not miss a millisecond of this show or any of our one-on-ones make sure you are subscribed go to your favorite podcast plan or platform go to spotify plug in my name sebastian gorka america first never miss an episode leave us a five-star review and share the links with your friends we'll be back in a moment Whether it's the regular Hellcat or whether it's the compensated RDP with that miniature red dot, 
I love a ball. How did it take so long to invent a factory compensated subcompact 9mm? Well, guess what? Springfield did it, and I'm a huge fan. And I'm Sebastian Gorka. The Hellcat from Springfield Armory is still the smallest, highest capacity micro compact in the world. Available in standard or optics ready configurations. Class leading capacity of the Hellcat gives you 11 plus 1 with the standard magazine and 13 plus 1 with the included extended mag. The definitive concealed carry pistol is here. The Hellcat from Springfield Armory gives you the capacity to defend. America first. Magnificent. You've made us all so very, very proud. You, dear listeners, you are the best there is of America. Here we had a goal of getting Christmas gifts to 1,040 children this Yuletide who have a mother or father incarcerated behind bars. It's not even Christmas. <laughs> You've donated so much. We have blown past that target to the tune of more than 600 extra children. As of last night, 1,712 children will get a Christmas gift chosen by their incarcerated parent because of you, with a message of love from that mother or father and a children's gospel. All told on Salem, you've raised well over half a million dollars. God bless all of you. These children are so vulnerable. One and a half million children have lost a a parent to the prison system. 70% will end up behind bars themselves. We can break this cycle if we help them feel a little bit more loved. If you've been meaning to donate, if you haven't, do so today. $125 is five children whose Christmas will be a little bit brighter because of you. Go right now to my website, sebgorka.com, and click on the Angel Tree banner at the top. Give as much as you can. It is one of the most beautiful things you can do this Christmas. You can call in your donation. It's tax deductible. The number is 888-206-2794, or just go to sebgorka.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, sebgorka.com, in the Angel Tree banner at the top or call 888-206-2794. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We are back with Mike Benz. He was former head of all things cyber at the State Department. Now he runs the Foundation for Freedom Online. Follow him on Twitter at Mike Benz Cyber. Uh, He's the guy who's putting it all together for us. It's not just Elon Musk and Twitter drop file drop number eight. It's a much, much bigger problem. One of the things that I really nobody discusses in the media is this document I'd like you to explain the significance of. It's titled Preventing a Disrupted Presidential Election and Transition from something called the Transition Integrity Project. And it was published th- uh, six months, uh, no, uh, one, two, three, four, five months before the 2020 election. Can you tell me about this document, Mike, Pen- uh, Mike Benz, and why it was connected to somebody called Podesta? Sure, Ken. So there were two entities that really started operations in, the, uh, in June 2020, five months before the 2020 presidential election. One of them was called the Transition Integrity Project, and another was called the Election Integrity Partnership. Now, the Election Integrity Partnership would go on to work with the Department of Homeland Security to censor 22 million tweets about mail-in ballots, drop boxes, anything 
controversial and conservative having to do with the 2020 election. Now, that same month, this entity, the Transition Integrity Project, uh, so you had EIP and this is now TIP, uh, was started as a election crisis simulator, uh, which was run by uh, two individuals, but the, the lead was uh, a, a Georgetown law professor named Rosa Brooks. At least that's what her bio says. She's a, the, but she's the former undersecretary of defense for the Obama administration for policy, and she has a CIA, she had a CIA blue badge, according to her 2016 book. Uh, but you had this former high-ranking military and intelligence official uh, whose specialization at Georgetown is in democratization, which is the process of foreign regime change in the name of democracy, so toppling foreign governments. So you had a high, former high-ranking military intelligence officer in charge of uh, overthrowing foreign governments running a domestic government overthrow simulator. They ran four simulations. And, and these comprised 60-some uh, 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 high-ranking U.S. military intelligence and di diplomatic officials, as well as political operatives from both the Democrat and the never-Trump side, uh, where they had John Podesta, the, uh, the now climate czar in charge of triple-digit uh, climate fund dispersals and former uh, head of the uh, 2016 campaign for the Democrat side. John Podesta role-played the role of Joe Biden in, in war game simulations for how to overturn the results of the 2020 election if Biden lost a clear electoral victory. They ran four simulations. Simulation three was if, if Trump won a clear electoral victory, how could Team Biden, war gamed by John Podesta, flanked by military and intelligence officials, how could they nevertheless install Biden as president, even if Trump won the electoral Because, ballot? Because, going back to the foreign policy elite consensus, winning the election doesn't matter because Donald Trump is a populist who is, quote-unquote, a threat to democracy. That's the justification, correct? Right. It's the same justification to depose a foreign dictator. Uh, and and, and give, they, give us some of the other names that we know were involved. So give, give us the, the never Trump, Democrat, military intelligence, you know, apart from Podesta and, and Rosa Brooks, who else was part of this war game to undermine the election? Sure. So there's uh, this this came out publicly. And so I, I don't want to misquote it. Um, uh, so if you'll give me a second, I can I can find the uh, the exact list that's been made public. Only about 12 or 13 names, I believe, were made were actually made public and, and the other 50 some uh, were not disclosed. But some of them involved folks like Nils Gilman, who uh, who works at the Bergruen Institute, uh, which is uh, which actually posted a video around the 2020 election uh, saying that uh, elections need to play a much uh, less dramatic role in American foreign policy, that we need to redefine democracy to go from meaning uh, in, to go from meaning a majority of individuals to a majority of institutions so that institutions and elites have more say over uh, over who is who sets policy for the country. Uh, others involved former uh, GOP uh, chairman Michael Steele um, and uh, sort of a, a, a who's who of lieutenant level um, uh, DOD and intelligence folks on the Democrat side. Um, I believe Norm Eisen and others were involved in that as well. Uh, there's a precise list in a, I believe it's the a Boston Herald article that that came out at that same time. Uh, but you had, you know, so so, but you know, Michael Steele, for example, was a you know former GOP chair. I mean, these are these are not people role playing 
you know, this is John Podesta, the former head of the DNC campaign in 2016. And then you had former GOP chairman. Uh, and then you have. But, this but, but let's be very clear. Tonight. Michael Steele, former GOP chairman who utterly detests Donald Trump. That's correct. That's correct. And Bill Kristol and others were a part of that as well. I mean, you, you, you have this you have this legacy Republican foreign policy establishment uh, that was associated with Bush family politics and that was rejected in the 2016 election, causing a splinter in in the GOP. And this civil war has still not been resolved. But what happened was, is you had this foreign policy wing, uh, establishment wing of the GOP team up with the with political Democrats in order and and, and weaponizing the national security state in order to depose the domestic dictator. Now, it's really we'll, 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 is- we'll talk about what that scenario looked like. Scenario three in a moment. In the meantime, I'm going to post this document. On my Twitter feed, Seb Gorker on Truth Social, everybody needs to read the whole document. We're talking to Mike Benz. Follow him at Mike Benz Cyber on Twitter. Don't forget, we are on all social media platforms by the fascistic YouTube. Follow us on Twitter, Truth Social, Facebook, Instagram, Getter, Parler, Clout Hub, Telegram. You can watch the show at Salem News channel.com and the most important is my new substack sebastiangorka.substack.com that's my whole name sebastiangorka.substack.com they plotted to take your republic from you stay with us here on america first MyPillow is excited to bring you their biggest betting sale ever and just in time for Christmas. For a limited time, get the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98, pillowcases for only $9.98, and rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. They even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, and so much more, all with the deals happening right now. They are also extending their money-back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st, 2023, making them the perfect gifts for your friends, your family, and everyone you know. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code GORKA, or call 800-829-8468 to get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98, and get all your shopping done now while quantities last. That's MyPillow.com, promo code G-O-R-K-A. The antidote to fake news, America first. Just a couple of days left till Christmas. Do you need some last-minute stocking stuffers? Hottest selling item to this day. It surprises even me. Is the FBI mug? It's Biden's Gestapo. Eighty years from Nazi Germany to the United States. We now know. We've seen all the details from the Twitter files drops. It's the hottest selling item, along with the T-shirt. Get yours today. Everything made in America. Uh, third hottest selling item is the FBI T-shirt, co-designed with. Chris Plant and his amazing listeners, FBI Fascist Bureau of Intimidation. And then fourth most popular, 
still, I released this back in the summer, is the LGBT t-shirt and mug because we are totally LGBTQ here. Let's get Biden to quit. Get yours at SebGorkaStore.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A. Just a few days to go till Christmas. Order today and it will ship Express. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, SebGorkaStore.com. We are back with Mike Benz, who is detailing for us how the foreign policy establishment rotated its gun turrets from foreign nations, regime changes abroad, to America, to rid America of that populist threat to democracy as they saw it, my former boss, the 45th president of the United States, uh, President Trump. We're discussing this document, how they gamed, they did the war game to prevent President Trump from maintaining control, preventing a disrupted presidential election and transition run by Rosa Brooks with John Podesta playing Biden from the Transition Integrity Project. Talk to us about the ramifications of of the scenarios, how they would have affected this, the role of BLM, the role of unions. This was was truly a a, a war plan, was it not, Mike? Well, yes, and what's really disturbing is that it happened in tandem with all the censorship measures in order to essentially provide a buffer for for, for what was laid out here. So you had this scenario three, which is the most offensive of the four scenarios because it involved the scenario planners uh, explicitly acknowledging that Trump, in a where the scenario was Trump winning an electoral college victory, how to still get Biden to be the president of the country, and they and they basically pursued three strategies in the simulation. One was uh, to not send Democrat electors on on the January sixth ratification. Two was to get blue state. Uh, uh, blue states like California, Oregon, and Washington to threaten to secede unless Trump stepped down. But then third, and perhaps most disturbingly, and this is five months before November 2020, uh, before, before the election day, was was quote, racial justice activists from the, from the Black Lives Matter protest communities and to have uh, candidate Biden uh, issue a call to the streets so that BLM could serve as street muscle to shut down infrastructure and transportation, and then, and then ran that simulation in order to basically bring the country to a standstill and destabilize, uh, as would be done in the end stages of a color revolution, where you've got a ground-up sort of mob that is, uh, that is shutting down the country to force the dictator out of power. And then one of the things they even note in the analysis in this simulation is that the simulation presupposed that BLM would go along with it, but did not robustly test the, the possibility that BLM might, might be resentful about Biden simply using them as a pawn for Biden's political uh, overthrow of, of an election. Uh, and so it, it advised the Biden campaign to, and again, this is John Podesta, who now just got put in charge of the climate fund by the White House. They advised the Biden campaign five months before the election to build stronger grassroots ties with Black Lives Matter and to, quote, uh, have have higher receptivity uh, to their to their demands in order to be able to have a greater carrot and stick set of leverage points with BLM for BLM to serve as muscle if Biden had to issue a call to action in order to force Trump out of office if Trump won the Electoral College. But, but, but this is exactly like Hitler and the brown shirts. This is co-opting BLM to be your brown shirts, is it not? To be the muscle on the street. Sure, but this is something that is par for the course in the context of a foreign regime change, in the sense that, that 
our diplomatic and national security spheres build alliances with large masses of people, often on the basis of identity, often on the basis of grievances against an establishment administration, and then mobilize them under slogans and deploy them for the purpose of destabilizing and then removing and then installing a new leadership in the country. But that blueprint was never supposed to come home. But here you have a high-ranking military and intelligence officer who's presently teaching courses on how to overthrow governments, uh, working hand-in-hand -hand with over 100 senior military intelligence and civil society folks, including the former heads of both political parties, Michael Steele and Donna, Donna Brazil, uh, as, as well as, as many others who were just in the publicly available Guys, list, in order to overthrow in a domestic election. We, you've got to follow this man right now. We've got to get him back for a longer discussion. We are talking to Mike Benz, Executive Director of the Foundation for Freedom Online. That's Mike Benz Cyber on Twitter, foundationforfreedomonline.com. You are listening to America First one-on-one, -on -one. coming to you from the relieffactor.com studios. If you're in daily pain, if you've tried everything else and failed to find relief, order this quick start a pack for just $19.95. It's liberating half a million Americans from their daily pain, me included. Yes, I had a lower back pain issue that plagued me for nine years, almost a decade. I took Relief Factor and two weeks later, I was pain-free and I'm still pain-free more than three and a half years later. Find out for yourself. Call today, 800-500-8384. The three-week quick starter pack costs just $19.95. That translates to less than a dollar a day. You owe it to yourself. You could be the next success story. What have you got to lose? Nothing except the pain. Call right now, 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election story, Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. Mr. Grinch, you really on the side of the U.S. Constitution, America first. Yeah, we are on the side of the U.S. Constitution, even if that seems to be a uh, small number of us uh, in Washington, D.C. nowadays. Uh, Eric, would you put up that image that was uh, posted to Twitter uh, two days ago? Uh, it connects to a story in the New York Post uh, written by John Levine. Twitter's top ranks riddled with ex-FBI employees. This is a post here of the 
1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, at least 16 individuals with more than 239 years collectively of time at the FBI or the CIA now working in senior positions inside Twitter. How much of that is a threat to free and fair elections if social media is where we get most of our political information today. That's what we are discussing, the safety of the Internet, the transparency of social media with Mike Benz. Mike, uh, in our discussion of these scenarios to undermine the elections, we've talked about the Transition Integrity Project, Rosa Brooks, former Obama defense and intelligence official. But what is the Election Integrity Partnership? What is EIP and why is it so very very, very disturbing. Right. So while TIP was running these election simulations for inducing election crisis in order to make a Trump victory be perceived as illegitimate and a Biden victory being perceived as legitimate, EIP, election integrity uh, uh, partnership, uh, at the exact same time in June 2020, uh, was tapped to be the formal election censorship consortium of the Department of Homeland Security. On uh, there was a battle in this in the summer of 2020 for uh, the perceived legitimacy of the upcoming election because of these novel voting uh, techniques around mass mail and ballots and early voting drop boxes. And uh, what happened was the Department of Homeland Security uh, decided that uh, election misinformation was a cyber attack on election security. And so it developed long arm jurisdiction over opinions on the internet. And it knew that it couldn't directly censor uh, your posts about mail-in ballots or your posts about the perceived legitimacy of the election. So it outsourced it deliberately to a group called EIP, the Election Integrity Partnership, which was comprised of, of four private sector and civil society institutions. And what they did is they then put pressure and served as the flaggers of tens of millions of social media posts across 15 different platforms. In the end, they ended up classifying as misinformation, 22 million tweets, uh, hundreds of millions of social media content across 15 different platforms. They had 120 people working 16 to 20 hour shifts to censor in real time. They were on real time chat Slack, uh, uh, basically Slack chat discussions, essentially, with members of every major social media platform, uh, the Department of Homeland Security and uh, and fact checkers in order to uh, monitor narratives about legitimacy of the election. But, but, but when wrote. you say fact checkers, let, let's be correct. These aren't fact checkers. These are political censors. Right. These are post flaggers is, is what they are. They're 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 flags. Now, what they did is they pulled up a cute trick. They said anything that questions from the conservative side, the legitimacy of the 2020 election is a threat to election uh, security. And so, therefore, DHS can put its pressure to lean on the platforms to remove it. They they create they they brag in their own insider videos that Foundation for Freedom Online has exposed. It's it's on if you go to foundationforfreedomonline.com and you read any one of our of our past articles um, from even starting from a few weeks ago, but all through the summer as well as on our Rumble, Rumble channel, you will see insider videos of them deliberately discussing how they coerced the tech platforms to change their terms of service to create a new censorship category called legitimacy, it, which is to say that any con- populist or conservative post that called into question the legitimacy of voting practices or voting outcomes 
was a prima facie violation of terms of service and therefore could be censored at scale using artificial intelligence. Now, that happens to perfectly coincide with what TIP uh, called the, uh, the linchpin of the strategy to overthrow the election results, which is that they said that uh, the purpose of instrumentalizing Black Lives Matter for street protests and, and for, for the, the prescriptions they had in their media simulations was to control the perception of legitimacy of the 2020 election. So while TIP was wargaming how to remove the perceived legitimacy of a Trump victory, EIP and that same month was formally partnered with the Department of Homeland Security to ban tens of millions of social media posts and narratives, entire narratives that you could ban Qua narrative, not even but, on an, but, a but Mike, basis. Mike, you can't, you can't, you know, work seventeen hours a day and, you know, flag millions of of posts without a lot of money. Who's funding all of this? Who's who's funding EIP? Well, who's funding EIP? The federal government. The Biden administration gave a three million dollar grant just months after the twenty twenty election to the exact a collaborative a joint grant to the exact two universities in the IP, Stanford University and the University of Washington, in order to continue and upscale their censorship work for the 2022 midterms and the 2024 election. And I have a video on foundationforfreedomonline.com, which actually shows insider videos of one of those two labs, the University of Washington lab, as they, they put forward a presentation of how they work with the tech companies to censor the distribution of Dinesh D'Souza's uh, pre-midterm movie, 2000 Mules. And how they how they rig the algorithms, how they how they put in search terms like mail, uh, like uh, trafficking, uh, uh, you know, ballots, everything to do with the voting procedures and institutions associated with 2000 Mules were all plugged in on the algorithmic side. They were all plugged in at the human relations side between government funded EIP and the tech platform. So what, what the, you're saying yeah. to me is and I want people to understand the scale. The eight Twitter files drops from Twitter are like a fraction of what's actually happening, correct? They are the tiniest tip of a massive iceberg, the likes of which this country has not seen since, since the 1960s. All right. I, I have to ask you, we have this quasi-big deal about DOD working with social media abroad, but you're going to break that into a far, far, far bigger story for us next here on America First. Please, everyone, 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 go to foundationforfreedomonline.com, support this organization, share the content, watch the insider videos, follow Mike right now at Mike Benz Cyber, that's B-E-N-Z, that's Mike Benz Cyber. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First, one of our most important one-on-ones coming to you from the Relief factor.com studios relief factor pain relief that works pain relief that's real pain relief that is liberating half a million americans right now me included but it's not just me it's people like alicia from california this is alicia's story i'm a grocery store worker and was working doubles during the coronavirus shutdown at 52 years old my two bad knees did not get a rest i literally limped to and from bed Two days into Relief Factor and the pain decreased substantially. So thankful for this amazing product. Find out for yourself. Order the three quick starter pack right now by calling 800-500-8384 or just go to relieffactor.com. You deserve to know 
If you could be the next success story, half a million Americans have already been liberated, me included. Call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Dr. G is ready for anything on America First. Welcome back, dear friends. Don't forget the merch store, everything made in America. If you're fed up of buying Chinese tap, all the America First gear, you designed it. That's our Yuletide special, $15 off the Tervis Tumblr, America First, the mug, and your choice of one of our hats. And you designed the challenge coin. Yes, you dear listener, with President Trump, America First, and my catchphrase, stay frosty. Go to SebGorkaStore.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A Store.com. Go today. We're back with Mike Benz. feel like we could do another 10 hours of this. I'll be catching him on the next Twitter spaces, that's for sure. So everybody's making a big deal about social media working with the DOD and foreign countries, but that's not the big problem, is it, Mike? That is child's play compared to what's happening at home. So, you know, it's, again, coming back to the fact that there was sort of an implicit social contract that, uh, that the Department of Defense, the national security state could sort of do a department of dirty tricks in foreign countries in order to advance the national interest to protect national security. But it was never supposed to come home. Well, the Pentagon is a major force in American policy, obviously. But what they've done now is they have oriented funds towards the influence of domestic politics. And I'll give you two examples right off the top. We were just talking about the Election Integrity Partnership, comprised of four entities who the Department of Homeland Security deputized to censor tens of millions of posts and entire narratives uh, uh, that were pro-populist or pro-Trump for the 2020 election. Now, one, we covered two of those, which were these two universities who the Biden National Science Foundation showered with millions of dollars in cash right after the election. But another one of those four entities was a group called Graphica. Now, Graphica is a Pentagon-funded uh, social media analytics firm that that previously did social media analytics for the Pentagon to analyze political narratives, trending, and digital forensics in foreign countries. It was repurposed to uh, to take on populist movements domestically here in the U.S. as well as abroad in Europe in order to help politically neutralize uh, populist political groups. Now, Graphica got $5 million in government grants from the Biden administration right after the 2020 election while they were partnered with the Department of Homeland Security to censor your opinions of mail-in ballots. So again, the Pentagon is funding a group with with $5 million worth of your taxpayer dollars in order to censor your opinions on mail-in ballots, the Pentagon. Now, another example is, is, the, is the Pentagon is funding NewsGuard. NewsGuard is the internet censor par excellence when it comes to independent news media. Uh, NewsGuard keeps a coronavirus misinformation tracker with 631 websites. NewsGuard NewsGuard are the people who try to cancel shows like ours. They're the people who try to silence conservative voices. And the Pentagon is funding them, Mike? Yes. Yes, they have one target, populace and, and dissidents. And it's Pentagon funded. And if right. you read we, the act, we, yeah. I, this, this okay. feels like we've been talking for three minutes. We've got to get you back. In the meantime, follow and support Mike Ben Cyber on uh, Twitter, the foundation for freedomonline.com. 
Wow. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, keep your head on the swivel, watch your six, hold the line, never give up, never give in, and stay frosty. First, with Sebastian Gorka. Welcome, dear friends, to America First. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea. For so it is written by the prophet... And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will govern my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. When they had heard the king, they went their way. And lo, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures... They offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. That was chapter 2 of the Gospel according to St. Matthew. Dear friends, it's almost upon us. It is that time of year where we give thanks for not just being alive and for surviving the year, but for the grace of God that he sent his only son to earth. And that son willingly took our sins upon himself. He was blameless. He was the spotless lamb. But he took our sins upon himself and died to provide for us eternal life. It's a time to also understand what is different about this nation in which we live. Prior to Western civilization being established, the rise of Judeo-Christian principles, life everywhere was brutish and short. 
your survival depended not on a system securing your rights because you had no rights. You were a pawn of fate, and fate was capricious. Your survival depended upon the strength of your tribe, your clan, the rulers above you, and the individual meant not very much. That all changed when the Lord chose his own people, led them out of the wilderness, and guaranteed for them a home. That tribe was Israel, and they had a covenant with their Lord and Savior. Before that, there was no such idea as a covenant with God or with the gods. The idea that human beings would be in some kind of two-way relationship with their creator or creators above them. But that changed with the Old Testament. A relationship, a covenantal relationship was established between man and the creator in whose image he had been formed. But that covenant was upgraded. Christianity, as one person told me during our recent visit to the Holy Land, is the 2.0 of Judaism. Because now that covenantal relationship, secured by the sacrifice of our Creator's only Son, is for everyone. It's not just for a chosen people, for the people of Israel. It's for all peoples, Gentiles included. And that covenant is the center, is the identity of this nation. Think about the fact that no other nation on God's earth is predicated in its creation, in its very fabric, on the concept that its citizens have rights that they accrue from their creator. No other nation has in its founding document the word creator with a capital C as ours does. Why is God in our founding document? Because if our rights don't come from above, then they're just random, then they're just temporarily given to us by a ruling elite, a king, an emperor, a president, a prime minister. But if they come from God, we are sovereign. The people are sovereign. And those who reign above us only do so when we gift them temporarily a mandate to do so. That is what our second greatest president after Washington meant when he said, government of the people, by the people, for the people. The government is of the people. The government derives its power from the people. And it is the people that govern themselves. That is who we are as a nation. However, there are dark forces afoot that wish to dismantle all of that. There is an elite that constitutes both parties, the members of which believe they get to decide. They have a permanent mandate. The sovereignty of the nation is theirs 
and what you wish for or what you choose is an irrelevance. In fact, is worse, is a, is a nuisance because they know better. You are filth. You are scum. You mean nothing to the elite. How else can you justify 107,000 Americans killed by fentanyl drug overdoses in the last 12 months? How can you excuse otherwise more than 2 million illegal aliens that we know of crossing the border and this administration saying, no, no, there is, there is no open border? How can you justify a 4,000-page, $1.7 trillion budget bill being dropped yesterday? to be passed tomorrow, in which it says, we will give millions of dollars to Jordan, to Egypt, to Libya, to secure their borders, but not a penny must be used to secure ours. That only happens when the elite is out of control and think you are expendable. God gave us our rights. It's time to take them back. What are you doing about it? Merry Christmas. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First, coming to you live from just outside the insalubrious, fetid, rank, malodorous swamp that is Washington, D.C. We have a very special one-on-one today, the proof of what they did and are doing to steal your republic by somebody who was inside the machine. Never miss any of our in-depth discussions. Go right now to Spotify, subscribe, Sebastian Gorka, America First. Leave us a five-star review, save. Make sure you send the link so we can save our republic. And in the last few days before Christmas, check out all the America First gear you could ever want at sebgorkastore.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A store.com. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.